0: Hi, on episode 53 of K-12 Tech Talk, we talk about Corey's new network battery backups, and then we discuss two listener emails related to parent complaints. Oh, and Chris isn't here. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues.
1: Live from the SomethingCool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 53. Corey, how you doing? What's
0: up? How you doing, Chris? Oh.
1: Yeah, Chris got fired today, so we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so it is I, Josh, and Chris, or I'm sorry, Chris is no longer with the company. <laughs> Corey, uh, tonight, holding down the fort. Uh, how you been, man? It's been a while, I think, since we've talked.
0: Um, well, we had Thanksgiving break. So True. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you have a good Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah, it was very relaxing.
1: Good, good. What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving, your favorite dish?
0: You know, so I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving food. Really? Like, I for sure, like, turkey, like, I'll eat it on Thanksgiving, and that's about it. Like, if I'm doing, like, a lunch meat sandwich, I absolutely prefer ham. Hmm. Interesting so, stuff. So, I mean, I like... And dad did, dad does the Thanksgiving stuff. He normally deep fries a turkey, which is obviously great. This year he smoked one, which is good. But I was just like, meh, like, you know, I mean, I I mean, I'm sure it was really good food, but I'm picky too. You are?
1: Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's been, it seems like it's been a crazy week. Um, What have you been dealing with this week, Corey?
0: Um, You know, we're actually, as far as the department goes, we're in a groove. Uh, We've dealt with probably a little more uh, Chromebook breakages than normal. Um, My guy, Drew, handles those. Those don't really hit my desk, but I think he fixed three cracked screens just today. Um, And they're all like, you know, they're all just random. Like one kid left a pencil in it when he shut the lid cracked the screen. Another one uh, just bumped it off the desk, cracked the screen. So, but dealing with that and then um, we did wrap up. So we had a big network upgrade that provision data solutions sponsor of the show. Are they still a sponsor of the show?
1: Yeah, they are. Okay.
0: Provision data solutions. um, They tidied up a couple cabinets yesterday. Did did you Um, just say
1: cabinet? Cabinets?
0: Cabinets? Cabinets? cabinet i mean it has an eye in it cabinet yeah i think the eye is silent cabinet 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 i don't know (laughs) anyways they mounted our last two uh cabinets Mm, that does sound a little better and um they they changed some acls for us uh, a couple of them and then the last real project, which I've been uh, which I've been doing is we went with all vertive battery backups of uh, our first time ever having vertive problems at West County, uh, our Ver- vertive products at West County. Uh, they seem good. Um, and part of the project was to get them networked. We had a what is that brand? Not APC uh, Triplight yeah, Triplight. All our old ones we replaced were trip lights, and th- we never networked them. They could have been, but we just never did. But with, this, with the Vertivs, we networked them. Vertiv has a, uh, a server-based management, uh, centralized management. So I, I spun up a VM, installed it, got the, the, got the uh, battery backups connected, and it's pretty slick. Uh, I'm very impressed with it so far. Like the details that it grabs from the battery backups, the alarms that you can set up. Like if you are an electrician, like there's all kinds of like voltage alarms you could set up. Like, I don't understand that stuff, but like, it's like, if it like detects, like it drops below a certain voltage or blah, 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 you can get alarms for all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm just doing the base alarms where like, if it fails over the battery, it alarms you, or if the battery goes into like a failure state. And then like in each one, you can get in, like, look at a graph on like how the power is flowing through the ups like it's crazy Hmm. yeah interesting so yeah i'm really impressed with that i mean it's just nice having those like those i mean because that's for sure preventative maintenance it's nice having those alarms when you know like a battery backup goes into battery mode it's just not you know i mean i'm not right there i'm 45 minutes away so there's not a a whole lot i could do about that information anyways but it is kind of nice knowing, like, oh, we got a battery backup that's just failed over to battery. Something's going on,
1: right? No, it's definitely something. I've got um, my two UPSs in my data center are connected to a server that will send me alerts whenever they kick on to battery and they get to a certain level. Um, but the ones out in the, I don't know how, you, out in the world. Uh, in my buildings are not connected in any manner, which I could totally see that being advantageous to do. And if it's something that, you know, really wouldn't raise the cost of the of the UPS, it'd definitely be worth doing. Um, I assume that, that it really didn't change much of the cost on those. You
0: no, know, and actually... Uh- they ran into a uh, supply issue in the last four vertives we got the same exact model number, just didn't have the N on it, which means the network card came in it. Yeah, but it's the same battery backup, and they just sent a slot or a card that goes into the slot, and we put it in. Like it huh. was literally, it was the only difference. Like the card just basically wasn't pre-installed. At the factory was the only difference
1: that's interesting and provisions good enough i'm sure they helped you every step of the way and probably did most of the heavy lifting and Jer- Derek and and jeff are pretty strong guys
0: uh well they have they did all of the cabinet heavy lifting um yesterday i basically hung out with them while they installed and they installed the last two and uh i mean it, it, it's a job to do that stuff i mean especially if you got a lot of drops going into that location I mean, that's, it's a real job to, to do all that. And they do, they do it right.
1: Yeah. You you know, you were speaking about Chromebook breakage. Um, we got an email from a, from a listener in Minnesota. Um, he said he's going through a, I think he, he used quotes discussion with a parent on a, um, Chromebook fee charge. that student turned in the chromebook brought in a chromebook that was damaged the screen it wouldn't turn on wouldn't charge they tore it apart looked at it it, it had clearly been dropped so they ended up charging the student for uh, i think it was a screen and a hinge assembly and and like a lid And they ended up filing it through the insurance because the the family had had purchased the optional insurance. And the parents said, you need to remove this claim from my insurance account because this device was like this when you gave it to me in August. August. And it's Mm -hmm. December. So he he said they went back and looked through their logs and found that the device um, came in in August for a scratch on the case. A uh, cosmetic issue, non-operational issue, and then went to once two months, no complaints of issues. The device clearly was operational because the kid was using it every day, and then now the parent is claiming that it was damaged all school year, uh, and it obviously wasn't from from this listener's story. So how how would you handle that, Corey? I mean, that's, that's a super
0: tricky situation. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know because um, it, it almost gets to the point where that may go like beyond the technology director. You right. know what I mean? Right. Because there's only, only so much proof a technology director can give where it's like, you know, you never, ever, ever. And I'm not calling anybody a liar now, but you don't ever want to call somebody a liar. Right. But, I mean, the facts are the facts. It's either like either was the Chromebooks operational for the last two months or it wasn't, you know, something, something's got to give here. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's not, you know, that's a very odd, odd situation to be in for sure. Yeah.
1: So it'll be interesting to see if, if, uh, the listener, Willie, I believe was his name from Minnesota emails us back and lets us know how, how that turns out. I'll be curious. Um, what else, anything else going on? I don't, I don't have, We have another listener email we'll get to in a minute. What else did PDS have to say? Did they know where my access points were?
0: Uh, We did not talk about them uh, because I'm still waiting on just five 515s. Um, They were were not even mentioned. Um, You know, I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, at this point, where I'm at because I've been there so long, like once we hit December, we don't do any fall testing, yeah. You know, like we get into a groove and at this point, and plus we're staring two and a half weeks from a, a nice Christmas break. So it's like I think everybody is really just like, no fires, let's get to the let's get to the break. Uh, and then let's see what uh, what January brings us.
1: I did log into um, the map, oh what's it called, DRC's admin panel the other day just to see if they'd released any new content and they had released the the practice tests for the spring assessment. So I went ahead and downloaded that content because that's not downloaded automatically. Um, so if you are a state that uses DRC to do the spring assessments, if you do the practice tests, you might want to log into the console and take a look because some of that content is now available. Um, Corey, let's hit our socials real quick. If, if you're a listener... And you want us to to talk about your anonymous parent problem or your anonymous technology problem We got another one coming up here from a listener in a second um, shoot us an email over at, what's our email address Corey? k twelve tech talk at gmail yep at gmail dot com and then if you're on Twitter sh- give us a tweet at k twelve tech talk pod uh, and let us know that you listen let us know what your favorite parts are what topics you want us to talk about. And finally, hit our advertisers up because they are what makes this show possible. They keep Corey and I coming back, and uh, they they uh, make sure that we are on the, I guess, on the air is the right term, even though we're not on the air. And right now, uh, our latest advertiser is Invisible, and they have a case study that is coming up. They are doing something pretty cool. They are installing their in-air air purification systems kind of the ones that we've been talking about the ones that are super quiet they like 40 db worth of uh noise comes out of these things when they're running and they sit in the ceiling like and they replace a ceiling tile Um, they are doing an entire wing of a school in texas and a third party outside, you know, arm's length kind of non interested party is going to come in. That they're going to do an air sampling before the install. They're going to do an air sampling after the install, and then uh, I'm sorry, 24 hours after the install, and then again at a month after the install to see what a difference or what difference their in air and it's in dash air purification system makes, um, and and they are expecting a dramatic difference in the air quality of the room um it it focuses on the top two-thirds of the air column in the room according per cdc recommendations um it is in the ceiling and super quiet so it's out of the way number one you're not tripping over power cords you're not tripping over extension cords stuff like that and it's not uh disrupting to the class because it is so quiet and it's in a safe space. Nobody's going to trip over the thing. It's not like a freestanding air purifier that sits in the room that's, you know, two foot wide and three foot tall. Um, so that kind of eliminates the the risk of theft or damage or tampering with unit. Because, you, you know, we all know, like Chris said that last episode, or I'm sorry, that employee that n- won't be named anymore, um, said that last, I don't know if it was the last episode or not, that devious licks. Although I still think yes. he, he made that up, yes. I think. I don't I don't I think he made that term up. Um, So, yeah, that kind of removes the whole tampering risk of theft thing. No one walks off with it, uh, minimizes the risk of ownership or cost of ownership and uh, effectively and, and by doing all this effectively at the same time, disinfects the area from bacteria, viruses and fungi that uh with proven technology with that proven uv technology so it'll be interesting to hear back from our friends at invisible they are going to take a break for the next couple weeks um, and and uh, come back at some point in january and let us know what the results of this study are so it'll be really interesting to hear from them and hear what the results of that study are so quickly i'm going to go over and it'll be interesting to get your take on this Corey, because i think we could talk quite a bit about this the last anonymous email from a listener in California, his name is Fred. So um, social media, you know, social media plays a part in, unfortunately in in education right now, parents use that tool to both um, criticize schools and and give schools kudos. But unfortunately in, in Fred's instance right now, it is being used to spread a rumor about the IT department in his school district. For some reason, somehow, a parent latched on to the idea that uh, the IT department is turning on the webcams of Chromebooks when students are at home and watching them. Now, this apparently has gained steam on Facebook among the parents in this district. And they're, uh, for lack of a better term, raising all kinds of holy heck. And like this guy's ready to quit over this situation, and it it isn't true. He's like he he even said in the email, "It's like we couldn't do this if we wanted to do this." So, Corey, put yourself in those shoes. What I mean, how in the world, one do you do you handle it? Two. How Do you even try to dispel it? I think you have to try and dispel it somehow or make a, make a statement of some sort to try and say, hey, this is not even we're not even capable of doing this. And then as the person that's kind of the target of this rumor, do you stick around? So, I mean, you know, my
0: district is small, so I'm coming at it from that point of view uh small like we're a thousand kids like i'm really trying to think hard of exactly what would happen and i i want to say that we would probably have like we're not gonna address that policy
1: really you think so i think it would
0: have to be i think it would have to hit the school board and the school board go to the superintendent in some sort of manner for it to be addressed in an official capacity, unless we're talking like where it's like fifty percent of the population or something, yeah, um it, it's terrible. Like that's my purgatory. Yeah. Like, oh, if that. I, if yeah. and when I go to hell, my purgatory is going to be something like that.
1: <laughs> if and when.
0: Well, like, that's t- like that, I'm not trying to like downplay. That's awful.
1: As um, as a Catholic, let me correct you. Purgatory is before you reach either heaven or hell. It's kind of an intermediary cleansing of the soul area. So purgatory uh, is technically before hell, gotcha, um, or heaven. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, could you could you imagine coming into work and your PR person comes to you? I don't know if you have a PR person or not, and says, "Hey, Corey, we there's a Facebook group out there of parents." And there's chatter that the IT department is turning on webcams and watching kids when they're at home. I, I mean, I'd be like, okay, here's my keys. See you, people, later. Deal with this yourselves. Uh, I'm out. Because
0: I'm trying to think. Because it, uh, I'm trying to think at district level what precedence does it have? Because then, like, think about a rumor of something else terrible. Sure, like, right. Like not, that's not involved with technology at all. Do, do, do districts? You know, do districts acknowledge it? Like, hey, we know the basketball team is taking steroids. We can prove it. Like, you know, I'm just trying to think of something like the district address that. I don't know if they do. The only, the only. So like crazy. Yeah. And then you can't, you can't disprove it. Right. Even if you like, we're like, here's our policies. Here's what we have in place. We cannot even do this on a technical basis. If we wanted to, you're still gonna have those people like, "No, you can, like yeah, right, how why are we supposed to believe you, you know, or right they're like, well, I pulled up this article, and people say it can be done, right, you know what I mean, so it's like, I just don't think the district it would do much good at all for an official statement of like because what's the statement going to say? no, we don't, we <laughs> don't turn on your kids Chromebooks at home, thank you
1: right and and you know, does a response offer validity to the complaint. you know that in politics, you know when okay, a politician, there's a rumor of a politician sleeping with an aide or something, you know, every time they come out and, and vehement you know go to the podium and vehemently deny, you know, this is not happening, it turns out six months later it's happening. you know he was lying and it really was happening. So do you, yeah, I that that not even responding to it, I can see, the thought process of, of, of that solution. However, if it gains enough steam to where, like, a local paper, because, like, in our town, we have a local newspaper that's printed weekly. Um, it covers our county area. I think you guys have one, too, down there where yes. you guys are. Yes. If if that paper were to pick the story up and call your district and say, hey, let can you make a comment on, on this drama or this story that's going around i think at that point the district kind of has to make a comment if they're contacted by media like that but but i agree with you if it's just this facebook story that's going around i don't i don't know that it's worth it
0: because like you i think like in fred's point you just me and it it would be incredibly hard as you just don't take it personally oh my
1: god yeah
0: but you know that's that's I'm sitting here in my basement saying that, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? right, right. Like you, you. Well, because I've had not anything in that level, but we've had parents call in before saying that, hey, we know our kids getting on Facebook at school, and then and then he like there's bullying going on, and my superintendent would like confirm with me like, hey, are they getting on Facebook with their well on their Wi-Fi? And I'm like, absolutely not, and like I can prove that to you. By like show connecting my phone to the Wi-Fi that kids use and trying to get on Facebook, like you know, and I didn't right. take that personally. And come to find out, the probably I don't know the end of the story, but probably either the kid was lying or the parent was misinformed. But you know, it's just it, it's all about. I, mean, I guess it's all about district mentality and if like how you respond to anything of that nature, not just tech related. But any sort of things like I guess if you're a very open district that you communicate all kinds of stuff that you address it, but it just, no matter what, it's that's a terrible scenario, it's well, a terrible thing to be in.
1: And I, I think you, you bring up a good point there that, you know, depending on where you are that response could be or the the need for a response or the willingness for a response could be dramatically different you know if you're in a major metropolitan area that has that clarity or that has that openness and an expectation of responding to every rumor that's posted on facebook absolutely but you know kind of in a more rural area i think especially where you guys are to a degree where where i am um some of that stuff just doesn't get responded to because it's it's BS. But again, if you did respond to that Facebook rumor, is is just saying no that's not possible enough. But I don't in in today's climate with with the way People jump off the rails on things and, and just kind of the how board meetings have gone recently with parents showing up and screaming at board members. And, you know, there's a there's a district or a couple of districts in St. Louis County that there is a parent group of parents that are trying to ban book certain books out of libraries. And I don't know that coming out and saying we can't do you know, this is technically not possible by the tools that we have would be enough to dispel the rumor, I think, because in that in that mentality, you, if they've latched onto it and they believe it, you're not going to convince them otherwise. You know, well, and,
0: what, and I think the trickiest part of all this that we haven't discussed and probably need to tread lightly on is like what what's the actual accusation? Is the accusation that technology department is turning cameras on, or is there, is there a deeper accusation there? Right. That, right. that absolutely needs to be addressed like is it you know and that you know not to we shouldn't dive too deep into that but there would come to a point where I would think like legal department would get involved too. right like hey if, if this accusation is of a certain type like this is we're going to write a statement and that's what you're going to say well and then, and then we'll need to investigate
1: well and at what point does the district stand up and, and start to defend the IT department and say look knock this crap off you know this we will not stand by and let you besmirch the the credibility of of the folks that work in this id department um
0: because it, it it is an interesting targeted attack because most of those come after either somebody is jaded and they and they complain about the district when they can or two it's like something specific happened right and like because this, this is a targeted attack on Because it's not like they're saying, oh, the district can enable webcams and Mr. Smith can open the webcams from home. Right. It's saying the technology department has the ability because that, you know, and that's hard. It's it's very hard not to take that personally. Absolutely. Because it would almost make you feel better if it was like, hey, you know, uh, this district's turning – the teachers have the ability to turn the webcams on. That's not what they're saying. This is They're saying it's a very targeted attack, the technology department. Right, can turn can turn it on. So I don't know. I mean, I feel sorry for Fred.
1: Yeah, no doubt. At at what point would you would you look your superintendent in the in the eyes and say, "Look, man, you know this isn't true. I know this isn't true. I'm out." And it, anyway, th- this is ridiculous.
0: Well. Well, I don't know that's that's like the d-day
1: scenario, isn't it? Sure <laughs> I mean I honestly have no idea but it but at some point if if it's allowed to continue and the district doesn't make a statement or doesn't do anything to kind of squ- to squash that, um, I don't know how long I could take that you know at some point that would eat you alive. It would there, for sure it would yeah that's yeah, that's, I don't know. that's just unfortunate.
0: And we don't um, have level, level-headed level Chris here, like, to calm us
1: down either, you know, so. It's employee that shall not be named. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um. Yeah, I uh, talk about a horrible situation, and that's something that, you know, nobody ever wants to be in. It's kind of like a ransomware-type event, you know, at least with ransomware, you, I, I don't know. I don't know how it'd be. <laughs> I don't know how it'd be any better or worse, but good God, both of them would be awful. Um, I went to a cybersecurity conference in St. Louis yesterday, and uh, there was a keynote from the some cybersecurity guy at Mastercard, and it was interesting to hear him talk about how they fish their employees, uh, Mastercard as a as a corporation wide, and. It, it was interesting to hear him say that they had similar struggles or that the things that he described as being pinch points or frustration points for his rolling out of like 2FA and different things like that, DMARC, DKIM, SPF. It's all very, very similar frustrations that that you and – and I and the employee that shall not be named have all shared and gone through. So it's it's funny to hear, a you know, Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 company. I don't know what they're huge, you know, multinational company, huge, huge, multi-billion dollars of uh, worth. And they experience very, very similar issues with their employees that we do. Um, it's, it's just interesting to, to hear what,
0: that. What fortune do you think the podcast is?
1: Um, I would say three thousand at this point. I mean, we're <laughs> we're we're climbing. We are we are absolutely. Wait, does it work in reverse? Like so? It's like three thousand, really small. No, three thousand's big. Okay. So there's three thousand. There's they'd be the top three thousand podcasts. Uh, Fortune one hundred is the top one hundred companies in. Gotcha. So th- we're we're the top three thousand. I think. Oh, that's low. You, you think? Uh, I don't know, man. You roll ball. I don't know. So, um yeah, I, going back to Fred, I, I we absolutely feel for Fred and that's a horrible situation. I I hope he lets us know what the uh end result there is and I hope he sticks it out and, and stays with it because we always hate to hear of, uh, Maybe of a Maybe
0: we should uh send him some stickers. Make him Maybe we
1: should send yeah, or a jacket. I'll get a sticker
0: that has like a webcam with like the, the don't sign through it.
1: Yeah. Oh, good idea. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to have the employee that shall not be named. Send him some. (laughs) Um, so if you have a story that you would like us to share or get your, get our input on, um, email us K 12 tech talk at gmail.com. We will anonymize your name. We'll even let you pick your own name if you want. Um, if you always wanted to be called Luke or Raul, let us know. We'll call you that, um, and and we'll share it, and we'll give our input. And and by all means, listeners, if you have any input for Fred, um, let us know. Let us know how you would take that. I mean, like Corey said, I would take it personally. I I I would be beside myself. Um, it it would be not a very good situation at all. Um, so let us know what you think. Send us your crazy stories. Your crazy situations and uh we'll we'll give some input on it 470 season uh you released your 470 already i've released my 470 i've got a couple meetings coming up about that we um i went and saw this new building that we purchased i'm gonna have to end up buying a new phone system because the phone system that is in that building looks like it's about 20 years old it's an old avaya system that uh, has pots lines in it so I'm going to have to get rid of that, so I'm in the process of trying to figure out what in the world I'm going to put in there. I think I'm going to go with um, likely Grandstream or some open source type solution to uh, go in there, so we'll see. Are you going to make it cloud-based? or? I, man, I I don't know. I So it's a small enough install I could because if it goes horrible, it's only going to affect, you know, 15 handsets at the most when we're fully operational a year from now, a year and a half from now. Um, I I could be talked into that just to see how well it works and what the advantages of it are. Um, but, man, I'm still stuck on an on-prem type solution with incoming SIP trunk. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to have some serious conversations. So, again, if if you're a listener and you have a hosted phone system, let me know what you think. You know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Are you they, have. Are, are you wanting like four four number dial? So like you could like dial
0: extension four thousand and call them. Or are they going to be in like, that in that facility?
1: Yes, to our facility. Not right now. That's not going to work unless I set up a VPN and and put them on the phone system that I have, which is not going to happen.
0: Well so you, I mean, because of that, you you have a lot more options. And yes. I mean, Technically, you could just say, like, hey, AT&T has a managed service. Here's yeah. 15 phones, which, which would be a
1: crazy amount of money a month. Don't well, get me wrong. You, you say that. I talked to a provider today, not AT&T. 25 bucks a month per handset is what they're wanting to charge. for uh, what, does that,
0: what does that include?
1: The handset, dial tone, and a DID for each handset.
0: Oh, that's not – I mean – 20, 25 a month when you think of like how much phone phones are like for your entire district. Right. But it's like, but it's like you're all, you're also your hands off at that point too. Right.
1: And he said that, you know, if we needed an auto attendant, that would be more. So, and then he started throwing out that they'd want to put their own switch in, which I balked at that. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have a POE switch. You don't, you know, a layer three switch. You don't need to put your own in there. Um, and so I mean, that's, I probably won't go that route with that provider, but, you know, a a phone company or a phone system provider or phone system solution provider, however you want to say that, that does Grandstream or, you know, listener Bill, great example, he just migrated to a hosted um, Grandstream system in the last week and a half, and he really likes it from both a manageability standpoint and a kind of a hands-off standpoint, so, there are some advantages to it. I'm I'm not against completely against it at this point, I guess. Um so I, I honestly don't know. I really don't know. But man, there's a lot of work that's going to have to go into that building. Are they like gutting it? They prob I don't know about gutting it. It's it's set up it currently houses a daycare now, a daycare with 13 rooms. So um from my standpoint, I went and looked at it the other night. There's only like five network lines in the entire building. So <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely going to have to be some network infrastructure done. Um, all of the switching and modems and stuff that are currently in there now are kind of sitting on shelves. So I'm going to have to get a you know a 24 or 30 U wall mount rack to go in there. It, so uh, there's definitely work that I'm going to have to do. Are you going to get do. a firewall? Yeah, I have a firewall that I could throw out there. Yeah, my old FortiGate will probably end up going out there. Yeah, so... I don't know, it's going to be interesting. I'll I'll uh, kind of chronicle that project yeah. as we go along cuz it's it's yeah. going it won't be a quick. And that's I keep trying to convince or make central office aware and understand that you know, we take ownership on date whatever. I'm not going to have phones and network and internet rolling the next day. That right. y- you know, that's not that's not going to happen. Um so it, it's going to be interesting to watch that project kind of kind of roll out. Um Anything you're looking forward to for Christmas Corey? we're only like two and a half weeks away, like you said,
0: um no, uh, not really. I just look forward to the time that I'm not at the office, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that, I get that um all right, any closing thoughts for tonight? I don't think so i mean we we killed this yeah we we didn't need that other guy I mean duo
0: threes three's a crowd,
1: yeah, we're a good couple,
0: yeah. He kills the mood. He comes in here with ill-timed jokes, and then you know sometimes they're like borderline. Was that offensive? So <laughs> it's just, it's just like a much cleaner, you know, that Boston accent. We lost, we lost viewers over that. And yeah. So, so you know there was some damage control that had to be done. Yeah. Like this is a no stress. We're gonna watch the St. Louis Blues win. Just you know, uh, just I a hope nice so. evening. Yeah, a nice evening.
1: I have to apologize. I've, had, I've already already had a couple beers tonight. So, uh, are you drinking anything tonight?
0: Not beer, I can tell you that.
1: Well, I had two stouts. That we went to our oh, restaurant here in town and some nice ten percent stouts. Oh, Ooh, buddy, you're an animal. Yeah, they were delicious. Ugh. They were delicious. You got any bourbon in front of you? Uh, in fr- It's upstairs. What are you gonna? What are you gonna tap? I tonight?
0: actually stinking. Last week, I went to a uh, uh, a family gathering. Friends, uh, I was at their house, and I brought some Angels Envy rye for everyone to enjoy. And I left the bottle. Oh man! It was like less, probably close to like a third full still.
1: Man,
0: it was like thirty dollars worth of bourbon. I, I was gonna say over.
1: you're you're a generous friend. You oh, I come, didn't mean to. You can I know, come.
0: I'm, with- I'm t- I, I left the bottle then on the home, I was like, Oh man, I left the bottle. Well, you how know? about this? It wasn't like me.
1: I'll I'll invite you can come up to my house, Corey, and bring that bottle of Weller twelve no and way. accidentally leave it.
0: Hey, don't be telling people they'll break into my house for that
1: thing. Oh, okay. Well nobody lo- knows where you live. And nobody you got can find me. You got guard dogs and a and a gate anyway, so yeah. um all right. So like we said, visit our sponsors, Provision Data Solutions, Aruba Networks, uh somethingcool.com and Jeremy over there. And of course, Invisible. Visit Invisible and we they will join us back in a couple weeks and let us know what the results of their case study are about their new in-air classroom filter that goes in the ceiling. Super quiet, super easy, super uh, low profile, and super efficient at cleaning the air in the classrooms. Hit us up on social media, Twitter at K12 Tech Talk Pod. Shoot us an email, give us your crazy story and the anonymous name you'd like us to use. I like the name Raul myself. Uh, K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com. This was episode 53. Corey, you got anything else? Nope. All right. We will see you next week. Bye bye.